Welcome back to the Growing Up Churchy podcast, everybody. My name is Brandon. I am a pastor of a small, wonderful little congregation based out of West Marion, North Carolina. If you don't know where that is, don't worry about it. It's out in the out in the hills, but it's really close to Asheville. So there's a little bit of reference for you. This is going to be the third podcast in this series that I've done. And uh, I pray that I can finally put this one to bed. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think I can. I think this is, there's nothing left to be said after this. Um, this is a very difficult podcast to do, to even speak of, but it's a, I, f- I feel it's necessary because there is a conversation that needs to be had with this, and I'm going to try to point that out. And I just pray that you hear me out. Um, let's not, you know, let's not just judge our own, uh, our own thoughts and, and, you know, think about what I'm saying or, or whatever else. Let's just, I'm going to try to have and, and present this in a way that, that hopefully, um, will, will cause some people to think, cause I think there's, there's a larger issue here that nobody is seeing. Um, or I haven't heard yet. You know, I, I've, I've heard many people have done, uh, responded to this Ravi Zacharias um, news that has come out. Uh, if you're not familiar, on February 9th, which is last week, uh, the official report from Miller and Martin, 12 pages of the official report, the agency that was hired to investigate these sexual misconduct allegations they were hired by Ravi Zacharias his ministry themselves so this isn't you know this isn't some big hit piece about about Ravi because Ravi has since passed um, I'm, I'm just in this podcast going to assume that you're already familiar with the whole situation if you're not uh, you can go back, and, and I have the two other podcasts that we've done on it. Uh, or there is, um, you know, I, I, their most uh, solid podcasters out there um, have, Christian podcasters out there have, have spoken on this Ravi Zacharias uh, issue that has come up. So, anyway, I, I want to get... A few things out of the way first. I mean, this obviously, like I said, this is um, this is official now. This is not, you know, we're not paying any more guessing games. So it isn't, you know, we have to tiptoe around. Well, yeah, I got to be careful about what I say because, you know, I don't want something, you know, these we don't know. Well, now we know. And, um, you know, I think they, there's a couple couple things that we need to knock out just right off the bat. First. Amen. None of us are without sin. Completely agree with that. None of us are above falling. Okay, but that's where I want to say there's there's a lot there with that statement that we just can't say, yep, amen, and just move on from that. Because yes, we all can fall, but once you have been made new, a new creation in Christ, you no longer go backwards. 
So while you still have the ability to to fall, you're not going to fall to the same serious sins that you've been delivered from, especially when they're sins that if you're in your word every single day, it'll come up. You, you are reminded with this. If you are a true follower of Christ, you understand the seriousness of these things. So you don't fall in those same ways. This issue really just bothers me. And I think, you know, there's, there's points on, on, on both sides. You know, I'm not trying to, um, you know, I guess the, the other point I want to get out of the way is that I am not condemning the man whatsoever. We should not assume Ravi's condemnation, but I'm making an argument saying we should also not assume his salvation either because of what we're dealing with here. But going back to, yes, we are all sinners. No doubt about that. I've stated on the past couple ones, this, this issue really gets to me because sexual sin is serious. Okay, uh, Heidi, she's with me. You can say hello, Heidi. <laughs> not you. I am over here. Yeah, I was not just giving her permission, by the way, either. Don't. <laughs> can you just see the comments now? And I was not giving her permission. I was cueing her I'm people. I'm allowed to speak. Yes, <sighs> I am. Right. I'm here pushing the button. All right, so. If you know anything about us or about uh, our ministry, which we're, it's very public, um, Heidi is a teen mom. Yep. <laughs> and uh, we were just fresh. I, you know, I was fresh out of high school. Heidi was heading towards out of high school. I'm, there's about three years different. There is three years difference between us. Um, but Heidi was 16 and pregnant. 17. 17 and pregnant, sorry. I got, I'll get my ages right here. Um, so, and, and we got married after that, after we found out that we were going to have a baby. Um, and that was, sin was still the sin. It doesn't change anything. That, that was, that was fixed and the Lord definitely, you know, worked through that. But I mean, I had no, no care. I grew up with the American gospel. You don't understand the seriousness of these things. It's things just that you do, you know, just, just boys will be boys and, and these things will happen. Well, and, and it's normalized we'll in our society, but it's also normalized to a certain degree within the church. Oh, it's a hundred percent. No, it, it's not to a certain degree. It's a hundred percent. Because we in the church will defend these things and not even think about these things. We I mean, want to call it homosexuality, but we're not going to we talk were, about We're this. dealing with these things in our own personal lives right at the moment, right now. We have somebody in our family that is living in sexual sin that we have warned and, claiming and that claims they love to be Jesus, a believer. And Jesus is right there with and them. And we have warned them that that is not something that you can continue to walk in. So this is not... and and. and this is important to us. It's important to me personally, just because of, you know, I, I can't tell you the number of strip clubs that I've been in. I can't tell you 
the amount of inappropriate things that I've done with with women. And now this is not to Ravi's nature. We're on a completely different playing field here. I mean, I'm I'm definitely sure I embarrassed myself at some point along the way. Um, but this goes back to what we are saying too. I mean, we grew up in the American gospel in the way that we grew up. We grew up in a Christian school, and. I mean, it was in the late 90s and the early 2000s, like so much was more acceptable then than it is now. And the things that were going on at that school, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't anything. I mean, everybody was grabbing everybody's, you know, and 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 off in the middle of member in the middle of the classrooms doing stuff. And I mean, it was I mean, sexual sin was all over the place. It was it, it was wide open, and they let us do things. You know, like we had dances where they let. I mean, these things were just ridiculous. I mean, this was a Christian school, mind you. Um, you know, and and even after that, I mean, after after high school, and then going, you know, all the way into um, that. I mean, you know, no, um, you know, it 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 didn't get much better. Um. So, you know, I, I, I am definitely not the one here to, to I'm taking the log out of my eye. <laughs> it's what I'm doing here um, because I do. I have a huge log in my eye. I have I have plenty of things. Um, you know, I, I haven't detailed them before. I think I did my te- I did in my testimony, which is a podcast that was on a long time ago, but. Um, you know, I haven't detailed them like that in a while, but this is why these things are just really important to me. So, um, when you, when you see these things, um, you know, when we're made new or like what Paul says in Romans 6, 21, when he says, but the fruit that you were getting at the time from the things that you were ashamed that now you are ashamed of. So the things that I used to do and get free, you know, and these things, you are now completely ashamed of. And you let those things change you, change the way you live your life, and change your ministry when you come to the Lord. Those tend to be the things that, yes, you you come to, to understand people and you're like, hey, look, you're doing this. You can't. I'm no better than you. This is why I'm telling you this is because I've fallen to this sin and this is serious. Now that I know the Lord, I wish somebody would have stopped me dead in my tracks decades ago and said, hey, don't do that because and sat me down and said in scripture, because, you know, these things like will not inherit the kingdom of God. This is serious. It's not something that you can play with, you know. And this is the this is part of the thing that I think that most of the podcasts and the the videos and things that I've heard on this topic have been very very soft in the way of saying, well, you know, we all can fall, and you know, we this this just should show us that that man's not perfect. Amen. He's not. We all can. But we are completely ignoring how serious sexual sin is. We have numerous scriptures speaking of this. I don't think any more clear than 1 Corinthians 
I mean, in, in chapter five, Paul explains that sexual immorality defiles the church. And if anybody is thinking about like, well, why are you even talking about this? Or why are we even the man's dead? Can't he just be dead? No, there's a conversation that needs to be had here because his legacy still lives on and what he's done. But there's, again, there's, there's more to this than, than, than that. But this, this sin, I mean, Paul goes on in chapter six in verse 18, he says, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a, pit, a person commits is outside the body. But the sexual, immoral person sins against his own body. Now, the grim reality of this is the fact that Ravi committed sins forcibly on somebody else's body. So this leads in, so, so I guess that's where, this is where we need to, to talk about this. The other part of this conversation that we need to acknowledge, as I said, I don't know if Ravi, it, it, it's wrong to assume Ravi's condemnation. It's also wrong to assume his salvation. But I think this opens up the door. No, I don't think. I know. This opens up the door in the conversation to say, look, Christians, look at what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 11, verses 13 through 15. For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. It is no surprise that Satan would disguise himself as an angel of light. We must realize, I don't know if repentance came to the man's heart and lips in the moments before death. That's up to him and the Lord. But the conversation that needs to be had is that, what I just read. We need to understand that, yes, people like Ravi, in my opinion, will come out here. It's going to come out towards the end. But men like Ravi and and teachers like Ravi, yes, they can be frauds and they can be satanic, demonic frauds. disguising themselves. Yes, it can. And that's, that's, that's what's important with this conversation. And that's what leads into this topic. As I said, February 9th, this report came out. Okay. This report 100% confirms without a shadow of a doubt that Ravi Zacharias did engage 
and sexual misconduct over the course of decades, if not longer. It was a very limited scope investigation, and that's what makes this so disgusting. You can go and read on Ravi Zacharias' own website, so please, if you're thinking about commenting something stupid, like, well, this is your opinion and we don't know, and, and disgracing the victims of this by saying, well, why are these women just now coming forward? Um, let me remind you of something. There is over 200 women that don't want to be named. They don't want anything. They want it to go away. They cooperated with the investigation, but that was it. They don't want any money from the organization. And they don't want their names in this to be dragged out and made public. So don't comment something stupid. Like this could be fake. Or, or we're just just hitting on the guy. No. We're not. This is a grim time for Christianity. I say this because I can't think of one person throughout church history that has been solid. Solid in their teachings, well-known evangelist. Not to say that I agreed with everything that Ravi taught, but he was a solid teacher. His apologetics, many of them were genius. I mean, many of his, his techniques, I mean, were genius. Very smart man. Very well-known man in the Christian circles. And probably some of the most disgusting. I mean, this is Harvey Weinstein stuff. This is Hollywood stuff. I don't know that we've seen something this big. I can't think of anybody offhand. You may point to I, I you may point to a, a few, but none of these had the scope and the in the in the reach that Zacharias did. So this is this should cause us to think and reflect on this and, and look at this. You know, yeah, we need to not put men on platforms, correct? But we should expect a lot more out of our teachers and preachers. I mean, we're talking about rape. Rape. Spiritual abuse. Unsolicited 
pictures that he sent to his phone. Limited review of one of his cell phones. Found over 200 pictures of women on it. Most of them clothed. Good majority of them naked. He, the problem with this is everything that you want to think is, is not true in, in defense. Because, well, well, you say, well, we can't. No. Back in 2017, when the board of Ravi Zacharias, they said that they fully investigated this, they didn't. Ravi refused to turn over his electronic devices when this originally happened. So those weren't even reviewed at that time. But yet a thorough investigation was done and he was innocent. And this Lorianne Thompson, the woman that this whole story kind of started off from, the one that came out, he countersued her for claiming defamation of character and then settled out and paid her out of court. He paid her and he sued her. I mean, he went over the course of decades, this report shows us. It's linked in, in, in all of the places that you find links here in, in our podcast, whether it's on YouTube or on, on Spot, whatever. You read it for yourself. I mean, he purposely went at great lengths to hide these things. So, let, I mean, let's just look at the this reality here. This was a limited scope investigation, and they found evidence of multiple women. Multiple massage therapists at his spas. What's interesting is the spas that he owned in Florida... They closed down in around 2012 and fully dissolved around 2015. And then he went into two more on the side incognito in Georgia. He was a silent partner and had everything to do with daily operations of these spas. He was abusing women at these spas too. I mean, his, his main massage therapist, we're talking about things like sit here and pray with me and thank God with me because you're my reward for, for service to the Lord. Solomon had many wives. David had... Are you kidding me? Like we we can we we're just gonna we're just gonna say, well, I don't know, you know, we man, anybody can fall. Are you kidding me? Um no. I am not going to pray. I can one hundred percent guarantee you 
that I'm not going to be in a position where I'm going to be holding hands in, uh, on a girl that, that I have a relationship with my, my massage therapist who, who I travel the world with and carry around with me that lives in my apartment in Asia that my ministry pays for. I'm going to find her in a room praying and thanking God for what I'm about to do. In being unfaithful, and like, I am short, I'm short circuiting over here. I know people that listen to this podcast want to see my face and all of this. I should have let Heidi Heidi film this one. Because I did he's it. quite literally short circuiting right now. Yeah. I don't like to talk about this. I don't. But it's a necessary conversation. No, we cannot all fall like that. That brings up a convert that, that that brings up the question on whether or not any of this was real. In my opinion, I believe that Ravi was a hundred percent fraud. Does that condemn the man? No. I pray that. Repentance did come to his heart and to his lips at the last moment of the thief on the cross who was reviling Jesus on the cross moments before was granted mercy and he came to repentance and and the Lord promised him that he would be in paradise with him that very day. So I pray that that's the case. But coming from a person who was a liar. The first scandal was one that we all just kind of brushed off. The very the first small one. Because we're like, oh, people just want to say mean things. And they just want to, you know, I'm, I'm in that. I get that too. Okay, yeah, sure. Ravi lied about his credentials. Okay, well, maybe he didn't really mean. Maybe somebody did that. I don't know. I mean, even he made a few comments where he's like, you know. He tried to puff himself up a little bit, so I can't really, you know, I, I, I wanted to, to, to believe that it was it was somebody just, you know, that it was some misunderstanding, but it wasn't. And he did misrepresent his credentials, and, and he did use those as, as a puffed up way of pride in, in, in growing and expanding his ministry. And then the Lorianne Thompson stuff came out, and 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 this is that's the 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 woman that he did one hundred percent have a confirmed relationship with. They found, I mean, they have the they have complete evidence of what she said. Lorianne Thompson's all of her whole story lines up with every single one of these ladies that 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 they have interviewed. And what's sad is they only did a small chunk. Their scope was limited. They didn't even bother. They didn't even bother going to Asia to go interview victims, whatever, over there. Because, in the, I mean, what's the point? We know what we're going to find. We know that this goes further beyond anything any of us could imagine. He spent over three quarters of the year in Asia 
I don't remember what year it is. It's in the report. In like 2018, I want to say. Which his ministry, he requested for his ministry for reimbursement for this. In this apartment that he had in Bangkok. I believe it was Bangkok. Okay, it was. Yeah, you told me. Okay, just want to make sure I was right. His other massage therapist, his favorite one, who was the one he traveled the world with, though his his other side, um, lived in the floor, the first floor of this apartment complex, and he lived on the top. So he got her an apartment there. Over three quarters of the year. And review of other reports show that he had, they they don't even know the number of contacts of women that he had in Asia. There's other victims out there. This man was an absolute predator. And he used and leveraged his position to do these things. No, no, truly new creation, no true servant of the Lord, no true shepherd of the Lord's people not there I'm gonna get all flustered over here. Because no, none of that behavior is acceptable coming from somebody that has every bit of knowledge of what sexual sin and, and, and the motivation behind that is. No true shepherd like that uses his shepherd what he thinks is his shepherd status or if that's what you want to call it and does something like that you want to point to you know the 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 popular thing that that people are saying that they they try to point to to king david and and solomon and okay and I answered this on one of the comments on the last podcast, but the problem is, is both of those were divine authors of Scripture. And we also have clear indication of their repentance and their, their begging out to the Lord. Solomon's not so much. We, we think Ecclesiastes praying and prayerfully, but Solomon not so much. Um, is, it, is it so obvious? It's David, it's more so obvious. Um, of the repentance of what had happened. Okay, but he also was called out by Nathaniel the prophet. He was like, "Hey, you did this. Don't think that. Don't think God's gonna do anything nice for you. Guess what? Your son's gonna die. So, I mean, do you see the comparison here? Because Ravi didn't." 
come clean when he was confronted about it. He went on and continued to sin and covered it up. And his whole ministry covered it up. There was a good majority of the ministry who did not know about his behavior, but there is clear indication that there is employees in his ministry that knew about this and covered it up and were forced to cover it up. Again, this scope of this investigation only goes back the past decade, not even that. But it goes back further. So it's it's disgusting and my heart goes out to first the victims. That's who we're not thinking about here. First the victims. His poor wife. She's a victim. His daughter, his family, they're victims. But I'm talking about the real victims of the women that he harmed. And before we're so quick to, to, to say these things, what if this was your daughter? What if this was your husband? Would you be so quick to think these things? To think, well, hey, we shouldn't say these things or anybody can do... Or, you know, you're, you're just being too judgmental. No, you would be screaming for justice immediately. So would I. Guarantee you nobody would touch my daughters. So, you know, you use that same kind of common sense with this. The thing that I believe that we're missing. I want to move on from this. I do. To get to the more important issue. Is the fact that Jesus tells us himself. Matthew 24. He says in the end, false Christ false prophets I am a dispensational teacher so I believe that Jesus is speaking to first century Israel in Matthew 24 but he's also speaking of the last remnant of the nation of Israel during the tribulation period so it speaks to this time period in between the first and the second comings. Jesus says there, towards the end, even further into the, the tribulation period is what Matthew 24 is talking about. It's talking about the tribulation period. But Jesus says leading up to this, all of these things are going to arise and all of these things are going to happen. False Christ. Deception, 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 deception. I don't even remember how many times it's listed in the chapter. To lead astray 
if possible, even the elect. Okay. Not every single teacher looks like Joel Osteen. Not every single teacher is going to look like Stephen Furtick. We're going to start seeing things like this. And this is why it's huge is because Jesus warned us of this. You think he was just warning? We know the world's just going to continue to get immoral and, and, and awful. I'm with John MacArthur here. We do not win here. We're talking about what seeps into the church. What did Paul say in Acts to the Ephesian elders? I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in. Fierce wolves. And come in from among us. This will happen. I mean, this is a theme that's this listed out through, through all of the epistles. This will come in from within the church. It'll come in ways that you're not expecting it. And here we are. All right. Moving on to the bigger picture and and what's really here at the root of this that that we as believers need to understand and pay attention to because i think this this ravi deal is is a bigger deal than you're giving it credit for we want to pass it off oh it's sad i don't even want to talk about it anymore all these other things okay that's fine but this is um there's i, I don't want to be overly sensational and say a sign um or or um you know, something of that nature. Let me go ahead and just say an indication of something very big here. And, and that's what I, I brought up Matthew 24 because I believe that this is what Jesus is speaking about. Um, not Not specifically Ravi in this whole situation, but this type of false teacher. And we know through the tribulation period that, that false teachers, they'll even get worse. And even when you're in the tribulation period, it's going to be, we don't give enough credit to that either. When you're in the tribulation period, it's, it's going to be really hard for you. If you don't know, uh, these things to even know that you're in the tribulation period at first, uh, you, you know, we're, it's, it's going to be very, very difficult. So teachers and, and false prophets and these things in the tribulation period, th those are going to be a dime a dozen. And that's what Jesus is speaking about. But leading up to the tribulation period, this is when these things will arise, and, and Paul guarantees us of these things when he says in the last days, and and, and we have the the um, you know we have Paul, we have Peter, Jude, they they all of them tell us that, that these things will come in, and and these things will happen closer towards the end, and. I think, like I said, seeing somebody so big in the evangelical circles and this happening to this really just brings to mind exactly what Jesus says. And this being the, the, the you know, the top, the, the ones that you would not think. Um, 
But there's some elements in this story that I think we're getting ignored by a lot of Christians that can't be. We know in our in the church today, one of our, our largest issues I think that we're dealing with is this new age movement that's been that's come to the West and it is just basically taking over everything. It's fully ingrained in the church now, and a lot of the, this stems from Eastern mysticism. Um, you know, this is Hinduism, Buddhism. This is all this stuff has come over from the East and, and made its way into the church. And we know it's interesting is we know Ravi is from India. Um, he had, um, you know, very... Um, you know, a lot of things to say about the the Hindu religion and all these different things. Um, the, you know, and, and he, he most, you know, obviously he argued against it and, 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 you know, all of these false, you know, all these things. But there was still, throughout Ravi's life, there was elements of his Hindu religion that still remained in him. We saw an example of that with his health spas that he owned. Not only by naming the one, by naming of the one, but by the type of massage and medicine that's used. And after, I mean, it's it's I guess it's the type of massage and the and the therapy that's used in this is straight from the Hindu religion. Now this brings up the conversation too of of Christian yoga, uh, you know, the Enneagram, all the... No! No, no, no! Um, Anything that has anything to do with any Eastern mysticism, absolutely not. Scripture tells us clearly. Um, do I think that, you know, yeah, I, I recognize that yoga poses have some benefits, but, and I, I, I recognize that there's things that you can do, but most of the, even the, the little movements that you're doing are, are all, they all mean something. So I, I don't think that's something that we want to mimic. Um, definitely not something that we want to see when we, when we think of something like this. Um, so you know, there, there, that was in there. And that got me more, that, it, it got me thinking more. There's a, a sermon that I just listened to by John Barnett, who is amazing. His ministry has discovered the book ministries. I love the guy to death. Uh, he's a former, uh, used to be on the staff of, of Grace Community and, and Masters. Uh, where John MacArthur is, he's since moved on, and he's got his own worldwide ministry, and he's wonderful. He does a sermon on what the world will look like towards the end, and this recently he was bringing up Eastern mysticism infiltrating the church, and this being a good indication of of what Jesus was speaking about with in times religious deception. And he's completely right. When we look in scripture, these things that the Israelites were, were falling to and that they were getting involved with was exactly this. 
Uh, it was, you know, the Greco-Roman problem in the first century, but even before then, we always had this, 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 you know, uh, Eastern, um, you know, the the Eastern religion problems, and there, there are many, many gods, and and you know, their whole mess there. Um, so a lot of that, the fact that that now has come and made its way all the way over to the West. I think that we need to take that as Christians and look at that as, again, not to be overly sensational, but I think this was the last place for it to go. And, and this might fully indicate, um, you know, the, the in, in times, because this could very well be the falling away from sound doctrine and just the general falling away of the church that we're seeing right now. This could be the one. Uh, I don't see how it's not. I think that, that Satan is here alive and well in the church. And he is set up to the the very, um, you know, the, the, the very top. I mean, he, he's, he's inside to even the false, or I mean, even the solid teachers. Um, he's in their ear. Um, and, and now, you know, we need to, to take a look at these things and, and seriously and, and pray on them and, and call them out when we see them and take no part in them. Um, Paul is explicitly clear. And I mean, I think for us, where does this leave us with Ravi, with his teachings and everything else? Cool. He, he had some wonderful teachings. I agree. Um, and you know, I, people want to run and say that, you know, well, it was because of Ravi's books that changed my life and Ravi, cha no, he didn't. Ravi did not do nothing. The Lord did this. You were saved in spite of that, not because of it. So stop pointing to a stinking man and, and, and stop making ridiculous excuses because scripture is clear. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 1, it's actually reported there's sexual immorality among you and of kind that is not, not tolerated even among pagans. For a man in this situation with the Corinthians, a man has his father's wife and you are arrogant. Ought not you rather to mourn? Let him who has done this be removed from among you. For though absent in the body, I am present in spirit. And as if present, I have already pronounced judgment on the one who did such a thing. Then in verse four, he continues, when you are assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus and my spirit is present with the power of our Lord Jesus, you are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a leaven leavens the whole lump? Cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump as you really are unleavened for Christ our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate festival, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. He goes in verse nine to wrap up and say exactly my point here. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. Not at all meaning the sexually immoral of this world or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. Since then, you would need to go out of the world. Verse 11, but now I am writing to you not 
to associate with anyone who bears the name of brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, reviler, drunkard, or swindler, not even to eat with such a one. For what have I have to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom you are to judge? God judges the outside. Purge the evil person from among you. One more time for those that might not have heard it. Purge the evil person from among you. This needs to go away. Ravi needs to go away. We don't know if the Lord saved him, but what we do know, we cannot accept and we cannot allow this and we cannot allow the world to see us just throw this away. Say, well, you know, we all, no. No. We stand up and we, we, we say that this is not Christ. This is deception. This doesn't represent believers. But we have to understand it, what scope that this is going, what, what this is going to look like to the world. It's gonna. I know it's gonna harm people that that do uh, evangelism, that go, you know, street evangelists and different things like that. I mean, any any you know, um, thinking atheist or or agnostic person knows who Ravi Zacharias is. Just, I mean, anybody does. Any agnostic, you know, anybody that even doesn't believe in God knows who he is. Okay, so it's it's very much important for us to separate from this. And no, it's not just about not lifting man up to, to a higher platform because we should hold our teachers to higher standards. Are we all capable of falling? Yes. Am I even capable of falling to the point where I should step down from ministry? I think, yeah, I think that there's probably a good um, um, case that still could be made that, yes, I could sin that much. I don't, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't foresee that. But if we're talking in generalities here, okay. Um, sure, I probably could say something, uh, a slip saying something, um, you know, unkind that, that I would regret and then it would be you know, or, or something like that, but certainly not in the spiritual abuse, sexual abuse, rape. I, I mean, well, rape, sexual abuse, same thing. Um, no, and that's not okay. And it's not okay for the church for us to accept that. And it is okay for us to say, we have nothing to do with that. Scripture tells us, to completely separate and to purge, to remove that person from among us. The Lord can deal with him. But his books, his, his, his sermon, his different things like that, what we know from the man, he's a complete fraud. Doesn't make anything that he said any less true, but that's how good Satan is. 
When Satan twisted scripture to Jesus in the wilderness, it was one stinking word. One word. One. What makes you think that it's not going to be the same thing? So the larger issue here is that we are, without a shadow of a doubt, in the last, I don't know, I don't want to, I, I don't want to to put a date on it or, or, or to even put a, a, a ballpark figure in there. But we are, we've turned a new corner, uh, I guess to say, in in what we can see. And I truly believe that this is the the end times falling away of the church that we read about in scripture. Um, With this type of sin being this deeply ingrained, um, with the unrest in the the world, and and that just one person doesn't get me to say that. Um, I think this just goes ahead and just locks in something that I've been saying for a long time. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's worth being ready and serving your King. Uh, so this does not, this does not mean we just sit on our roofs with our white robes on and just wait for Jesus to come back. That's not what we do. Now's the time to get busy and be serious though. And don't look to a man, but look to Christ but also, you should hold your, your teachers to a higher standard than that, um, than, than, than we do. And I, I think that, you know, no, there's, there's, there's certainly different ways that we can fall, but not like that. And it's not okay. So I, I, don't, I don't intend to keep going around in circles with this podcast. It's been long enough. Um, I, I don't know that there's not... There's a whole lot more to be said. The The reports for everybody to go read on their own are available online. They are linked in the uh, description of this podcast. Uh, you can go read them as well as scripture references. Uh, I have a whole bunch of scripture references that I uh, put together here for us to, to uh maybe meditate on. So, uh, if you're, I don't know if we'll be able to get that on all the platforms, but if you're, if you're listening to this podcast or watching this podcast on YouTube, uh, we got some scripture references on there for you, uh, along with the link. So hopefully I won't have to, uh, do any more on this. Hopefully we can put it to bed. I think for now, my prayers go to the, the victims in this whole situation goes to his family goes to to those that were just any of anybody that's been affected by this whole situation. Um, but I want to remind you that it is because of the Lord that you were saved and not because of anything somebody did. They may have helped you and the, 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 the Lord may have used that person as a vessel and he can use anybody for a vessel. So we don't want to to point and act like and celebrate the man. 
and especially in this case. So until next time, bye guys.